0: Hi there.
1: Hi there. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back <laughs> to Silhouettes JV Podcast. I am Gia Daxi.
0: And I am David Benari. We have been your hosts for the last year and change
1: yeah and
0: a, lot we're, of and we're, a lot of change a lot of pennies
1: good pennies good pennies, pennies,
0: pennies yeah. Yes, of change,
1: yeah and we're still <laughs>
0: here guys after a year it's so crazy
1: well so a year and change was a year and a half right so that's, it's only no, been a, I year. Think
0: it's, it's a year and okay. however much
1: okay and yeah. however many pennies and you got a nickel you got a nickel got a nickel. call your mother, mother you're gonna be home late, late. Exactly. Exactly. that's that's what this
0: means of exactly <laughs> and so listen i mean you found us on youtube but Hey, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor.fm, and check out all of our past episodes from season one and some of the past episodes from season two. We have been on here for a year, guys, and we want to make sure that you're getting all the Jersey Boys that you can get.
1: Just about 40 episodes, if not more. I'm Great. We're Bay. so grateful. Yes. So happy. So thank you so much for, for listening and for watching our episodes. And tonight or today. we
0: yes. got uh, Mike Backus with us in the Zoom studio tonight. Mike Backus performed in Jersey Boys out in the desert in Las <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> no,
1: not Nevada, but it's me in the river.
0: But it's
2: only in the river.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was out in Las Vegas, Las Vegas with fellow Silhouettes JV Podcast alum, Devin May, Travis Clower, Aaron DeJesus, and Jeff Lebo, along with everyone else from that amazing cast, crew, company, the stars, the moon, the sun. Hold on to one. All, All right. Luck.
1: Yes, and he was a swing, which is our favorite. We love swing. We crazy. love swings pretty baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. In Jersey Boys, that's our show. That's, that's yeah. That's our
0: show, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. <laughs>
1: bye, good, bye good luck. Bye, good as luck. As we <laughs> like to say, <laughs> yes. Mike this was a swing in Jersey Boys, and he covered six tracks, including Tommy DeVito and Bob Gaudio. Okay, so very rare that never happens. Tom and Tommy and Bobby, two completely different characters.
0: Yeah, so you just hit the double-fecta. Double
1: exactly. Hey, we did yeah, that! We talked kind of about, <laughs> hey! Which is great. So he made his Bob Gaudio debut mid-show. In the middle of mid-show. a Mid-show, in the middle of a costume fitting, no less. And we'll he tells all us about. all about it. He was also in the national tour of A Bronx Tale. He played Eddie Mush and understudied studied Lorenzo, which of course was played by... Our Silhouette Studio podcast. alum, love Richard H. Blake, and he covered three principal tracks on the national tour of Rock of Ages, which he also did on a cruise ship production tour. So Mike Bacchus has been around many blocks around
2: town,
1: Bring it around town. And, and not town. only that, <laughs>
0: he understudied Danny Zuko in Greece with none other than Frankie Avalon. Come on, the Frankie Avalon. That's all. As the teen angel, <laughs> along with future so Let's be podcast guest and jersey boys alum doug crawford can't wait to have you on doug
1: i mean well we we, we had him on we but had him you on. haven't seen him yet so him, yeah. stay tuned <laughs> just
0: haven't met doug yet nice. michael buble and that's funny mike because Back. mike backus has been in multiple groups like singing groups you know he was with <laughs> <laughs> Broadway. He was with the Broadway boys and, and also Facebook
1: groups and no, he's not on Facebook actually. Right.
0: <laughs> he, he was, was in really... Shades of Bublé. Just haven't met Doug yet, I haven't met you yet, Michael Bublé. Right. And he's been in all of these groups singing classical arrangements like arrangements of classic Broadway hits, pop and rock standards, Michael Bublé tunes, and he has been in a slew of regional productions all over the country. All
1: over the map? Yes. Um, and we are here to celebrate Mike Bacchus and his new show, debuting at the Triad Theater on 72nd and Broadway on July 29th at 7 p.m. It's going to be wonderful get your tickets. if you're in the we'll area. Be please be there. Yes, we'll be there. We have our tickets and the ticket link is at as in our big link in bio. So please go find it on our Instagram. It'll also, of course, be in the description here on YouTube. And please check it out. So it's going to be Mike and his beautiful girlfriend and very, very talented Pilar Martinez, and they both created a show called "Timeless," where they are singing classic tunes from the '30s all the way to the '60s. And he's showing us that the world needs really is timeless things that um, different things that mean different things to them, and they're going to comfort different stories of their lives, and how music and art are beyond time and space and how they live in our realities all the time when we might not realize it or we might be afraid to realize it. So we're really excited to see Yeah. It. And so please enjoy this episode with Mike Backus, get to know him and his Jersey Boys experience and we hope you enjoy it.
2: Absolutely.
1: And- uh-huh. We were talking about you working at- The, the- Snapple Center. The Snapple Center. So- the Jerry
0: Orbach Theater where the right. Fantastics was, or The Office it was Musical a ve-
3: was. It was, a very, it was a very brief moment in time. I was a lot younger. I think I might've been it was probably pre Jersey boys. Um, and I just, yeah, I got a job ushering there and like slash selling merchandise. And I was like, well, maybe I can like meet, you know, direct you know, directors and whoever and try to like slide into it. it never happened, but I mean, I met <laughs> a lot of cool people.
0: Okay, so my friend was the music director back then. I think his name was Robert Felstein, you know him? Mm, not, oh, no, he was the md slash pianist at Fantastics for like 10 years i mean yeah, a guy can read sheet music like fucking newspaper it's nuts <laughs> all of these guys at jersey boys andrew wilder who md'd um who md'd broadway for a long time keith thompson who was your yeah. md and obviously yeah. ron melrose they can all read sheet music like fucking newspaper
3: oh yeah it's no they're nuts also, Ron has, and I'm sure um, anybody who knows Ron who's gonna watch this will agree, the best ear ever. If you're, Can you if tell
0: you're, us a Ron story you're, that you
3: have? I mean- if, Or like just an
0: experience. Like,
3: I mean, best ears in the business. A more, a more recent one, when I was in uh, Final Callbacks for Bronx Tale, we were all kind of broken up into, um, it was like, I think groups of four or five and we're all singing the same thing. I think it was a snippet of a Jersey Boys tune. Actually, I'm not- I'm not. It's oh like shit. A, it was a- it I mean, was why a, not? <laughs> it was a, a working my way, I think, but it was like a, oh. a harmony part. Uh, working my way back to you, but everybody got like- a. Oh. You so
2: just,
0: be, be, want, he, he just is, wanted is to that, hear- Is that because, is that-
3: be, were, were you going
0: for one of the, the doo singers?
3: I, I, I was going, there were do-up guys there, but there were also guys who, are, who were supposed to be like the mob guy. So all the mob guys also harmonized too, later uh, Okay, later. okay. So he just wanted to hear, and also, you know, the Webster Avenue, everybody who was up for ensemble, essentially, had to do this this harmony Close thing. Close harmony. And man, you know, like, it was, it, it blew me away that he could, he like, you know, we'd all be singing. And I'm like, wow, that sounds so good. And I'm like, wow. And then he'd be like, stop, stop, stop. And he'd literally point to the pr- person who was, like, was off. And I'm like, how did you, how did you hear that? Or he like pointed to the group. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the moment but it was, it was incredible the, the ear and, and the attention to detail he could have just and he wasn't that close. I mean, we were all, you know, far away from the piano and he was able just to, and even and during boys rehearsals when, you know when we started and he would come in, he'd be like, nope, something's off. Like he just, people he people have that kind of ability. You know, and he's one of so the to to, <laughs> to be really che- to be to be really cheesy. He's one of the great ones. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. He is definitely one of the great ones. Yeah. It was That's fun. It was it was fun to work with him again.
0: He wrote a song for Gia's birthday
3: mm-hmm. that
0: it, I mean it was just like a, a bunch of rhymes on Gia. And it was Aww. just so
3: clever.
0: Oh, it was God. so great.
3: I'm, I'm guessing yeah. you guys had him on the show before as well. Yeah, yeah. We had him cool. on back in
0: September. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That must have been, he that was must he have been was very one, cool.
0: He was one of our first guests. Um, Michael Fasano, who played Frankie on the cruise. I know Michael. He, oh, you know oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he he
1: he um he put in a good word with
0: he, he put us. in a good word yeah. with Ron. Oh well, it was Dramard actually, Which, but, right. but 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 Fasano but pushed right. us Pasano pushed us to, 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 reach, to out. reach out to Ron, yeah. but uh, Nick Drummond put in a good word.
1: Right. To, he's like, who are these people? Ron
0: <laughs> vetted cool. us. Um, but,
1: in his closet, he's talking to us. You're like, Ron, you're talking to us in your closet. Your are Ron Malmo.
0: closet like, office. <laughs> like, what a guy. What a guy. Um, but, so, Anyway,
1: well, the reason why I wanted to bring it up, but for the for the recording, was because, um, so when you said that, like you felt like you were able to slide, in maybe with the directors, like that is a huge thing I learned in New York, because everyone tells you that you can do that and you can make those lateral moves. It's almost impossible to do that.
3: It's it's impossible. I think I think back in the day, you could you could have that sort of that gusto and walk into an office and be like, I want to be, you know, I want to be seen for this and whatever. But you can't, no, you can't do that anymore. I mean, I can tell you a great, I'll tell you a great story. Um, uh, this is, this was one of my first shows I ever got. This was a, this kind of moment. I was on the train. I came from school. I left a URI to audition for Footloose, the musical.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, I walk in and they're about to close up the audition that my train got in late. So long and short of it is, I was like, I have to be seen for this. And in my mind, I'm like, I am Ren McCormick. I am Ren McCormick and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote on a little like index card. And then I like, I think I found like a paperclip, and I paperclipped my resume and headshot and slid it under the door. Hey. And, 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 and uh, they came out and they're like, you're Ren McCormick. I was like, absolutely. And I walked in, I didn't book Ren, but I booked the understudy and Travis or something. Chuck's like one of Chuck's bad guys. Cut to I so I get that phone call. I'm at Lake and Summer Theater and I'm doing Summer Stock, like, you know, in in rep. And oh I'm all, wow! And I'm, I'm all excited. I get the call that I'm going to be playing Travis on Our Study of Ren. And I'm like, oh my god, I got you know. Then cut to a month later, they lose their Ren and they're like, hi, is this Mike Bacchus? And I'm like, yeah, how you guys doing? You know, I'm so excited to be going on the road. Da, da, da. They're like, we uh, like we're we're wondering if you'd be interested in playing the part of Wren. I about lost it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think you can do like in if your gut's saying to do something, mm-hmm. do it.
1: That was your first big gig and you did it because you took the initiative. I love that. <laughs> because you're right, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the but the more yeah. stories I hear in New York of people who try to move or um well for me I actually had one of those moments at a job I attempt I at because I just needed something for a month. Mm. Like it worked out. But it's just <laughs> But there's so many weird, crazy New York stories that they it, yeah. just kind of fall flat and you think it's going to be the biggest thing ever. So it's, you just mm-hmm. have to keep trying until you do get that alcohol
0: moment. It's so, like and- with, with apartments also, you know, people end up oh, with yeah. these crazy, crazy apartments that they never would have imagined they that they could actually pay for, you know. Right,
3: just so got looking. Yeah. And, and I think if, if I never did do that as sort of out there as it is, I don't know where my career would have, you know, that was like my first big role. And then from there, I was able to, you know, keep on rising that, rising that ladder. Yes. So I was let's, very, very blessed.
1: Let's talk about your career. So okay. where are you from first?
3: <laughs> oh, oh gosh, uh, I'm originally from White Plains, New York. Hey, hey. The, uh, the beautiful theater it. up there. Yeah, they um, just, uh, the White Plains, um, that performing arts center right in the yeah. downtown White Plains. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. New Rochelle,
1: yeah. White Plains. New Rochelle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's so many, um, Jonathan Larson went to White Plains High. He sings oh, he has that, that song um da 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 at white plans high and tick tick boom. That's his well, al- alma mater. He's oh my god, white and Bones. that kind of sounds like uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, so um I don't know if my sisters went to school with him, but I, I think they probably oh. ran in the same circles. But uh Wow Yeah, so I went to I, I yeah, grew up on White Plains, went to White Plains High School. Um yeah, that's where that's where I grew up. What else can I say about white Plains? It was kind of cool when I ended up, I'm um, fast forwarding a little, but when I ended up directing Rent at the Square Foot Theater in Connecticut, in Longford, Connecticut, I reached out to Julie Larson and I said, I don't know what you're up to, but I would love for you to, to come see this production of Rent. Um, I actually went to White Plains High School and she wrote me back with, this was on Facebook where I was hacked and I have, but I'm back on there. Um, <laughs> oh, but, she wrote, no! but she wrote this beautiful message and she like sort of like, let me in a little bit about, you know, him and she called him johnny she's like no one ever called him jonathan they called him johnny she's like i wish you nothing but the best Mm -hmm. it was very sweet i have this long i'll i'll send it to you guys i have a really i still have the letter um in my oh we'd love to see it it was very cool but yeah yeah so white plains is the old stomping grounds that's where i'm from and
0: and this was after you did rent right
3: this yes so it was it was cool because i had i had done rent at the engerman then i got to direct it and then i got to do it and then I got to do Roger again at the Mac- McHaden Theater after directing it Because they had a, uh, a buddy of mine, um, Josh, I'm going to blank on his last name right now. He's a buddy of mine, though. Um, <laughs> he, re- he reached out. He was like, uh, hey, we're looking for a Roger. Can you come in? Can you sing? And so I was like, sure. And I was a little, you know, I'm a little old in the tooth for the Roger at the time. But I was like, sure, I'll go in. And um, sure enough, I got to do the role again. So it was kind of fun to re- you know, revisit it after directing it. You know, I got to do it once and then I got to sure like yes. it's like a sandwich yeah it was very like, a,
0: it's like a rent sandwich featuring Mike featuring Backus. featuring Mike Backus as director slash Roger Davis yeah and so jumping ahead a little bit just to stay on this kind of uh um theme of revisiting things you know you uh, you told us you were auditioning for Jersey Boys again at the Fulton theater
3: I was but right before um COVID hit, I had gone in, actually, Nick Dramard was behind the table. because Yeah, he was the, was the choreographer.
0: Yeah. And so it God. was
3: kind of, it was surreal, because I'm like, I know he played Tommy. So they're like, all right, you know, can you do the monologue? And then, you know, sing the song. I'm like, that's our song. And he's like, right there. I'm doing the whole thing. And, you know, and he's just kind of like nodding his head. And I'm like, all right, yeah, this is like a good nod. Like, even though he's a choreographer, but like, still, like, you want him to like it. I hadn't heard anything, but I'm hoping it's because the pandemic hit, or they, I'm just, at the time, I was wasn't what they were looking for, and because again, you gotta depending on who they're casting for the guys. Like I understand, like I'm a little older. Maybe the Frank, you know, it's 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 a it's a chess match as far as like who's gonna match up with each other. You know, right. so it's the musical. And chess. I understood that musical. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah I Just, just to clarify for for our listeners, so there is a. Uh, Well, there was supposed to be a version of Jersey Boys at the Fulton Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, There there were auditions for it last year. So this was right before COVID hit. How
0: do you feel about like, I I always love having a Tommy that's like, significantly older
3: Mm -hmm. than Frankie. He he absolutely should be because he's, first of all, he's the pilot. He starts off the show. So Mm -hmm. he's gotta have that maturity. He's got to have that swagger, that confidence. He's also, I said this to you guys before when we had our sound check, he's a ticking time bomb, man. He's hes mm-hmm. like, he's just, he, he's living in this like, the littlest thing is going to, you know, make him lose his, lose his cool. So you got to be able to play, you got to be able to play like, hey, whatever you need, Frankie. And then you got to be able to, you got to be able to be a tough guy and you got to be able to be scary because he was. He
0: didn't, I think
3: he, he didn't mess that- around. Can't be all anger though. I think he's really hurt. I think there's a lot. He of He definitely hurt. is hurt. Yeah,
0: it's he but does. it's like it's like so it's it's anger plus uh, uh, an ego a ego deflation, yeah. and a confidence
3: deflation. He's like, and the group then all of I'm, I'm gonna take care of it. You know? I, yeah, the group money. It's I it. take care of it.
1: Oh, I like how you how you just said that. Like, yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> like, I,
3: can you say it again? I don't even know. I just said it. the group needs money. I'm gonna take care of it. You know, it's like he's he's like you know.
1: Right, but, but the way you just said it is it's like, it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's fine, you guys. Like, I, I got this. It's not. Yeah, like, I got it. Like, don't, don't stop be mad doubting. Me. Stop
3: doubting me. Right?
1: Yeah. But, but, but it's, just, it's like, like, I take care of it. You yeah. know, like, it's like a lot of people, you not you do not play it selfish. You played it as in like, guys, like I got this. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> right? Because
3: like, I think, I think it's very easy to just live and make Here's him nuance. mad and a- angry the whole time. He's not. He's yeah. He's husband. not.
0: he's yeah, yeah. Here's here's a fucking nuance. Take the fucking apes, <laughs> get the oh, fuck
3: yeah. out of here. God, he has so many good lines. So many good well, lines. Everybody does. Every, yeah. Everybody really does have. Good uh, name. you're 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 giving you're giving us brown. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's because you're paying a you're shit. Paying a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so many. He's like, well, they all have great lines. I mean, come on, the writers were unbelievable. Rick Ellis,
1: Marshall, Rick Ellis, Marshall Brickman, Marshall Brickman baby, yes. hey, hey. hey. Just like writing like with, with the humor in the show he always says he's just like I don't write jokes you know like, I write laughs right
2: there's a mm-hmm. difference
0: in writing which was so significant mm-hmm. because like a laugh a joke is something that you can tell out of context but a laugh is like you, you, you need the you gotta context you got to build up and it, you can't just tell a, you can't just tell a laugh outside you, you can't tell a laugh you know you could tell right. a joke can't tell a lot. Right,
1: <laughs> which which is so Howard Tucker, who says hello. By oh my God,
3: day. he he emailed me today, and I need to email him back. Yes, I love him. Such a sweetheart. Love Howard. Love yeah. Howard. Oh, yeah. well, Howard. He, he
1: actually has a question that he wanted to bring up, so he could even want our our episode tonight. Oh my but goodness. The he story that, that you told him how you were like when you were with with Des, you would bring him coffee, and you would give him football stats.
3: Oh my God, okay. no, it is. Okay. <laughs> no. this is one of my favorite Des stories because again, all the so- okay. We're, we're at the current theater pre being at the Palazzo in Vegas, right? So we had our sort of our trial, I think it was like two weeks or something there, right? So we're in tech, me, myself, Colin Trahan, Graham, Graham Fenton in the back of the theater taking copious notes and like just watching everything, right? Des, he was down front. He was dealing with one of the four seasons or or like all four guys were on stage. They're doing something. And we're like, you know, we're watching everything. He turns around and he's like, and he points and it might not have been me, but he's like, I need, he's like, he didn't say anything. He's just like, it's like, I need somebody. So I'm like, so I bolt down the, I love that Howard thinks it's not, I didn't give him his stat. So I run down and I'm like, yeah, dad, like put me in coach. Like, what do you need? Oh. He's <laughs> like I didn't say that. I'm just saying that was the, that was the general like the thing. Yeah. yeah. And um he goes he's like uh, yeah um can you find out what the giant score is? Anyway, so uh... <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to know he wanted to know the football score. You know, In... he's busy. He's busy with his, you know, incredible show Wow. And, kind of thing. and he's like, "Ah, you could do it. Find out
1: what the, what the score Talk is." Talk about multitasking up wow. the to <laughs> But it was fine. It was fine,
3: color. though. It was fine, cause again, you're like, whatever you need, man. Like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: It's
3: all good. I think That's I good. told the stage manager to tell him, and then I went back to scribbling right. in my different highlighter colors and everything. You know, I had a. I had to you know, how,
1: how did you take notes for every character at the same
3: time? I ended your- up doing. I think a lot of swings do this. Um, I ended up having a color uh, for each, mm-hmm. each of the six characters. Uh, okay. Blue, blue was Tommy because blue was my favorite color. Hey, uh, I believe it was blue Tommy. Pink audio, yellow was Norm. Try to remember; it's been so long. <laughs> but I had, but everybody had their own thing, and then I would draw like little diagrams. And what I did was, I ended up getting a printout of what the set was from the stage manager, and then I pasted the diagrams inside my little bible, so I could just like scribble right. so what i do with my scripts and people think i'm nuts but i cut it up and i take a composition notebook because it's hard to hold a binder and mm-hmm. then i literally take either uh i normally do scotch tape and then i paint and then i tape it in mm-hmm. all the different um in the notebook itself so then it's a lot smaller to hold
2: right. and then
3: and then you can literally so one side is you know obviously the script and then the other side is where you can write notes in the actual Composition notebook, itself. Mike.
0: You're nuts. No, <laughs> just I, I'm just I kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm
3: just kidding. It's a little nuts. No, and I'm pretty sure. All, I'm pretty sure I gave my like. Oh, I gave mine to Andrew Frace when he took over from me. Oh, oh, so I don't know if he. I don't know if he still has it, Andrew. If you're out there, if you still have it. Well, so we're having uh, him on in a few weeks, so we'll. Ask oh my him god, about that. gotta ask him if he still has it. Yeah,
0: he was. Uh, but he was, so was, I. But does so you would, but so you would only put the pages of your scenes in the notebook because I, I can't imagine that the whole script would fit into one notebook
3: the whole script does if you get a bit if you get a bit you have to cut it tiny mm-hmm. enough yeah you know, right. I'll, I'll come over i'll show you how to do it you know you just please, <laughs> please. <laughs> literally yes
1: okay so when did you know that you wanted to direct
3: mm, um i don't know after you've like after you've done a lot of like regional And you're in the room and you sort of have to like bite your tongue because they're trying to figure something out. And you're like, (laughs) I kind of think I know what we should do here, but I can't say it because you don't want to step on anybody's toes. That's when I knew I was like, Hey coach, I I have a play. After, after I had enough experience of being in shows, I felt confident enough that I'm like, I can direct stuff, but it didn't. Directing in college was one thing. The the professional moment kind of happened uh, randomly. I was with, uh, Jacob Nager, who used to be um, a part of Broadway Boys, and we were sort of scouting out um, this place that they would they would they would sing at if they were going to sing in there again. It was a it was like some kind of um it was, a, it was some kind of event of some sort. And I ran into uh, these two people that run the Square Foot Theater, and they were they basically and and you know they're very they're very nice. They're like oh Broadway Boys da da, da da. We were like chatting for a little bit. And um, I had a couple glasses of wine, so I was like, <laughs> I was feel, I was feeling no pain. And they started talking about all the shows they were gonna do, and they mentioned Rent. And as I said before, Rent was a very important show for me. It was one of the, it was, it was definitely a catalyst for me loving musical theater as much as I do. And they're like, yes, yeah, so we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing Rent. And I'm like, do you have a director yet? Like, just like flew out of my mouth. And they're like, no. And I was like, I would love to. And I didn't ever think I was gonna hear from them. I didn't think, I didn't think anything about it. I went back home, you know cut to like a couple days later they're like hey so are you interested in directing rent you know what have you done Da, da, da. and I was like well I really owned the stuff in college but um they gave me a shot and yes. I got to go to Connecticut and I got to direct it and there were there were uh kids uh young adults and then there were adults in it there was like a spectrum yeah hey um, wow it was it was really great and from that moment on After I had, I mean, it was a massive cast. Rents normally a a tiny cast, but because it's a community theater, you kind of had to. You couldn't really, you couldn't really cut anybody. You had to find something for them to do. Find something for everyone. That's when I really got the bug, and I was like, "Man, I want to do this again." And I got, I got to do that. I got to um, actually be in charge of a camp at Camp Metalark in Maine. I got to kind of run. I've heard
0: of Ken Metalark. Yeah,
3: I did. I did Rock of Ages there with kids. Oh, <laughs>
0: how was
3: that? That's it was fun. Was, it was Rock was of Ages. It, it was it's it the junior? junior, the junior version, yeah. but it was still really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we did, and we did some. We did some like short one acts and plays, and I. Uh, we did a little like a musical review. Like we, yeah. I taught like classes during the day, and then we'd be you know working on the show at night and. It was really fun.
0: Directing kids is a lot of fun. I, yeah, very, I, it's very
3: rewarding. And when I did thirteen, that's when that's when like I just love that show. And I get, I get to see them up there doing their thing. And the girl who sang, oh, what's the song I'm thinking of?
0: That's what it, that's what it means to be a friend.
3: She was so adorable, and I would and I was just like weeping watching her sing this song. And she some was, of these kids are so talented. And she was tiny. She wasn't as old oh. as some of the other kids in the show, but I still cast her because she was really, 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 really good. And some other older kids were kind of upset, but um, she was phenomenal in the role. <laughs> and she broke and she broke your heart when she sang the song, you know? And you're just like, oh. and
2: you're, oh, I yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> na, 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 na. Yeah. I can't think of the words right now, but yes, uh, that song's so good. It's you shout out to musical. JRB. Yeah, shout out shout out that's jrb, that's JRB.
0: That's JRB. So i i used to direct um kids theater a lot growing up growing mm-hmm. up but so i i for years i was um junior and senior counselor at a, at a musical theater summer camp in miami and then the summer of 2017 2018 and then the summer of 2018 2019 i was the actual director of the camp um and i used to write musicals for them also so that those two summers I wrote them and directed them wow. and we had this yeah and we had this one girl both of those summers she's maybe eight or nine years old she has the emotional depth of like a teenager who's who who does musical theater it was
2: mm-hmm.
0: un, unreal so yeah. I I I co-wrote this uh, video game musical with one of my best friends and she this girl was playing this little girl was playing the main character and we wrote this very soft tender ballad for her to sing and she just everyone was crying every night because seriously the emotional depth from this kid is insane she she she's gonna be like if she really pursues it when she's older she's gonna be huge she's gonna be huge um, so it it is like you said very rewarding because very, yeah
2: because you you, you
0: you 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 get to be a part of their journey and it's like I you know what I knew them when they were just you know little pitzels and but <laughs> when they were little pitzels doing some amazing work
1: when it comes to directing rent I would love to know yeah. your approach because I I've seen rent three times in different different community theaters I've never seen a good production
0: that just gets the message. Or
1: like, like I've seen great, like all my friends be in it and do a great job, but it's just not. I don't feel anything. The
0: vision is not there. Yeah.
1: So, what what's your vision when when it comes to directing, right? Well, or, or any contemporary musical.
3: I think something that we leaned into heavily was when I was working on it. It's now a period piece, and people forget that. You know, it's so it was, true. It, it was yeah. a it was a very particular time when when like all these things that you know, are going on in the show that are happening, it, 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 it's not now. So you have to lean into that and um, you have to make sure the relationships seem real. We did a lot of um, character stuff, you know, San's just working on the scenes and the songs. We like, I had Roger and Mark just like talk to, you know, just, just you know, pretend they're in their, in their loft hanging out. Like what, what, would, that, what would that dynamic be? besides, you know, what you're giving on the page. Like, let's just, if you're hanging out, what would that be like? And so we did it, we did some improv. Um, there, you need, there, there needs to be, if you don't care about that core group, you're, you're dead in the water. So mm-hmm. that was the big thing for me. I was like, we gotta make sure this core group. I also was very lucky because I cast, <laughs> I ended up casting uh, the guy who uh, both, because we didn't have an angel and we didn't have a Collins. So oh, wow. I ended end up, up casting um, the artistic director of the theater as mm-hmm. Angel and his partner Pat as Collins and Oh so, my
0: god that love wow. was already was already, already there, there. That,
3: that was one thing I was like oh, okay I don't have to worry about that they they're good you know and then I just really <laughs> focused on
0: No rehearse at home
3: and then I fo- and then I focused on you know the relationships between Mimi and Roger and and Mark and I also you know I did a little uh I didn't whoever was right for the role was right for the role. You know, I ended up uh, African-American guy played Roger. Um, nice. Very uh, very similar voice to um, when he did the rock stuff. Very similar to Colt's personalities lead singer. Like he had a really cool rock uh, belt. He was so cool. And then, um, you know, I, I, I flipped it, you know, Maureen was still attractive in her own way, but she wasn't like skinny mini. She had some curves on her and she, you know, it wasn't like, I didn't, again, if you're gonna do a show, you know, don't just do what's done. We wanna find something interesting, a new take on it. Cause well, then why are we doing it then? We just wanna recreate what was already done on Broadway. That's boring. So let's find something that's that's new and interesting about it. And so I wanted all the people to have real relationships and to not be, I, I wanted to look at that CD and be like, okay, none of them look like that CD. Cause,
1: well, cause you, it sounds like you're an ensemble director. Yeah yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you want to make a, you
3: there's community. It's it's not a, all about the leads. Like there's there are there are many exactly. other and, and I think because I've played ensemble a lot, I maybe I lean towards that, but it's you know it takes it takes a village, it doesn't take one village. person. It to, only, you know, take takes a village. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, let's talk about Vegas.
3: Oh man, right. hey, okay. He went to Vegas for his health, right? Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> yes,
3: that's <Yep>. you Get <laughs> moving Las Vegas. Why? Yeah. Your health.
1: How did you first find out about the show? And-
3: oh my gosh, uh, I saw the original cast on Broadway. Hey, um, the um the woman I was dating at the time, who's also in the business, who I won't say who it is, um, she's like, you I'm need, she's like, you need to audition for this, and I was like, nah, I'm never gonna get this. It's never gonna happen. Da-da-da-da. And it's just ironic because I remember my father playing the Four Seasons in the car for me. Like there were a lot mm-hmm. of like things that sort of like. Led it yeah, led to this moment. So I'm like, ah, you know, I'll, I guess I'll audition. And um, I auditioned. I was, I was beyond thrilled. I kept on getting callbacks, and then you know there was that really, really nerve-wracking, heart-palpitating callback of like being in front of Frank and Frankie and Bob and Dez and Sergio and Mary and your and, and and Tara and everybody's in the room, and you have to like play six different people <laughs> in a <laughs> row. Um, I remember I went. I went from Bob and then I just was like, well, how am I gonna like make this cool like be and be, be Joe Pesci? And then I just kind of like spun around and I was like, "Tammy, I got your fourth guy. And I just like, <laughs> and they laughed, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm making them laugh, you know? So
2: um,
3: <laughs> it, it was just a blessing and it. And it sort of was one of those things that felt so surreal when I got that phone call. I remember, scre- I mean, I had zero voice after screaming at the top of my lungs with Mary on the phone, she's like, is this Mike? And I was like, is it, this is Mary? You know, like I'd been waiting for the phone call. And they're like, we'd like, we like to offer. And like, I, before she said anything, I was like, nah. I was like screaming. So it was a very surreal, incredible, that first moment was incredible. And then just, you know, you're doing, you're doing this hit show in Vegas. I mean, the perfect setting for this kind of thing. Everybody loves this music. Um, you feel like, you know, you feel like a rock star when you're up there playing these guys, you just, they forget that you're not really them. And, you know, it was just, uh, <laughs> it was wild. And, and, and also, you know, to, on the other side of the coin, you know, it was very easy to walk into a club. Oh, my Jersey boys. Okay. And like, you know, VIP, yeah. you know, it was, like it was of, there was a lot of that too, you know? And so that's where, you know, you had to, you had to be good about, you know, you got a job to do and you got, you got to, you can play, you know, you got to had to yeah,
1: Work the, play hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you know you were auditioning
3: for Vegas particularly? I, I had been in a series of sort of like, I know, I, I knew I was in the fold and basically what Mary told me early on was I'm trying to find the right fit for you. Cause every company, you know, has a sort of, um, she kind of explained it one time to me. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but she's like, I'm just trying to find the right place. She's like, you're going to be in the family I just don't know where to put you and that was kind of the thing you know and, and uh, through the through the auditions and I was like is this, does she really mean that is that, is, is that really a thing okay hope hopefully that's true you know and then sure enough I got to be in the Vegas company but I had been in auditions you know I'd been auditioning for the tour and you know when it first was really starting to get hot and it was like McDonald's I was gonna be everywhere so <laughs> <laughs> um and then they found and then they found the place for me and I honestly as much as I would have like to have been a role, I think where I was cast was smart because I think I'm one of those people that can do a lot of different things well. And uh, so I, was, yes. I it was, and it was also one of those things too that it was it was challenging in a way that, you know, I learned a lot, you know, having to be able to switch gears and, and, and be ready at a moment's notice to, to play any of the six people, you know?
1: Can you tell us who those six people We
0: tracks the track
1: style.
3: So I covered Tommy, Bob, Norm, Knuckles, Barry, and Pesci. And who did you
1: mostly go on for?
3: I mostly, (laughs) I mostly went on for Bob Gaudio. And listen, once I wrapped my head around it, I was I had a blast. And once I sort of understood where he lived in the world of the play. Cause he's very dry. It's, it's he's not like the showy, it has, has to be very sort of like still and the, the lines are gonna, what I learned quickly, the, the laughs that were written. The laughs. If you say them honestly, they're gonna, you're gonna get the laugh that you're supposed to get. If you put on any kind of like mm-hmm. something, um, Trying to explain acting and terrible Blinko right now, but you know what I'm saying if you put, if you put anything else on top of it, you don't have to. It was the it was all on the page. If you were just you, honest in that moment, and um, you know you can Scorpio, talk to me that you're like Scorpio, and, yeah. uh, Gaudio, you know, very just like <laughs> like <laughs> innocent. You know he's so he's so innocent, and even and that first time when he comes out after. You know, he's the last guy you meet. Like, hi, Bob Gaudio, last piece of the puzzle. And you're just like playing your piano and you're doing your junior thing. If you're just genuine and, and innocent, that payoff for when you're then the businessman in the second act and you're running shit. Like when you're like mm-hmm. you're running everything and Tommy's like about to lose his mind. It's just so great because he comes from this like innocent place. Even though you see moments of it in the in the scene. Um, um, somebody said, you're right. He's like, no, well, I want this and I want this and I want this. Yeah. And I don't really like lines right now. You see moments of that businessman, but then when you get to really see him be the businessman, second act, sit down, all those moments. Especially that a great payoff.
0: Yeah. And that that's so it, it's all the, the ancillary rights and the favorite mm-hmm, nations. Yeah. It's like um and uh, so Tommy like Tommy's just looking at Bob like Are you fucking serious? Yeah, <laughs> and then, then he walks it, away. It, that's such a you funny get a glimpse.
3: Laugh. Yeah. you get this glimpse of what's to come of what he's what he's gonna be like, but he's still very timid. But when he when he, you know, grows into being a man, because I think Bob really kind of—that's his arc. It's he's very much a kid, and then he really grows up to be. Where Tommy is a man, he's just a man child, essentially. That, and that, that's that's <laughs> the there. That's no, the you're right. Um, and so when when Bob, you know, when when he asserts himself, and and it's such a great it's such a great pop. Also, his monologue at the end, hands down, I think, is one of the best ones. Written. Bob's. Oh Bob's. my god.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm.
3: So good. So, so good. I, 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 Not I, I,
0: I without me. Yeah. I
3: remember the first time I heard that line, I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such, it's just so, again, the, the entire thing is.
0: And so it awesome. totally contradicts, like, in a in the best way, it totally contradicts, like, uh, the whole thing about the fucking ego. Maybe it could have been an ego thing.
1: Right. And then yeah. Bob is like, all... yeah. yeah. It's like, a, I'm probably
0: one one out of 10 Italians who doesn't like the drama. And but then, and then another <laughs> is going to happen without
2: me. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay. Go
0: he can't,
3: smoke he, cigar. he can't help himself. He can't help say it, but it's still, it's still an understated ego. It's not a Tommy ego. It's a very much like I wrote all the songs. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're
3: right. It's out everybody. You know, it's like, it's like, um, I was, I was the guy, you know? So it was, a, it was a very great time getting to play that role. I loved it. So and- tell
0: us, tell us about
3: the moment yeah so
0: you're so you're going for you're going for a costume fitting you just had a put in
3: so yes I just had my final put in as Bob sort of I was cleared for people that aren't really familiar with that term I was cleared basically to go on for Bob now because I had done the the ragdoll moment I was in wardrobe and I had the you know I had the blue pants on I had a I had a white tank top on I had my dress shoes on and I was just getting you know you know, getting the pants just right. Which
0: also like, oh, so, but it wasn't an actual fitting or was it?
3: It was pretty much a fitting. I mean, it was during the show. Like they, we- That's they, so they were... weird that they would have a fitting for you during the show. Like <laughs> he might have to go on. Well, once the show started, I guess they were just like, can we get this done? I, I guess they were trying to kill two birds in one stone, like do a show and yeah, right. fitted for stuff. So I'm in there. It was, per- it was someone that didn't have to run the show, obviously. So they're just down there helping me. And all of a sudden, over the loudspeaker, we hear "Mike, back to the stage, please." And I was like, "They just say what I think they just said, yeah, Mike, back to the stage, please." They're like, "You better go." And I was like, "What's going on?" And so we sort of heard, we sort of heard the music, uh, the talking, and the music stop. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I start running down this like super long hallway that's like in the belly of of uh, the plot. The plot. It
0: seems to be so much longer when you actually have to get somewhere.
3: Then, like from my left flanks, you know, from my left comes comes Colin. He's like got the script you know flanking me on the right is Graham giving me water he's like you're on go up there like and then so I'm like running you know I, I get up there they they put me in the outfit and now they're like this is gonna happen so they know it's gonna happen so Jeremy just starts kind of riffing the Bob monologue in a Tommy kind of way and I remember I'm like oh my god it's gonna happen it's like right before Sherry for all you Jersey Boys fans out there right before the big three and- All I you submarine watchers. I get like, lightly, not, cause I wasn't like, not gonna go, but they're like, okay. You know, it's, it's, you're <laughs> <ready>. <laughs> it's, it's you. Jacket. <laughs> and it's, so yeah. I go out on stage and um, he's like saying some line and he's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. So um, are you ready? Are you ready to do this, Bob? Something to that effect, Jeremy, I'm sorry, but it was something similar to that. And I was like, ready as I'll ever be, Tommy. Boom, boom, <laughs> And then we are and people lost so, their minds. Wow. So they're seeing this person for the, for they're like, who is this? You know, he's not in the show. He's the understudies that are like, so everybody was on board. They were like, I hope this guy like kills it, you know, and I'm doing my thing and Aww. they're screaming. That is, that is, was, can,
1: can you describe what what from when you were in the wings, like the show stopped for how long exactly before Tom, Jeremy started
3: ripping? Uh, I didn't really hear talking until I got up like the steps because I had to go like through this tunnel. the palace. Right. (laughs) I had to go through this tunnel and then up, you know, up another set of steps and then we get to the theater and there were more steps to get onto the stage themselves. So I didn't really hear any talking again until I think he, they somehow let him know through some kind of sign language that I was going to be, you know, coming in, you know, because again, Bergen... Had fallen. He went down Mm -hmm. the. I'm about to leave for Frankie's house when a tune pops in my head. I don't have a tape recorder, so and then he like ran down the steps and slipped Mm -hmm. on on himself and hurt himself, and he had to like crawl. Can you imagine? He had to like crawl off. Oh my god! God. God. And he was out he was out for a while, I'd say it was like, at least a week that I was on for Bob. And you know, I became more comfortable as I went on, but this moment was just, I've never experienced anything like this in the theater, you know? And the see. crowd goes wild. The crowd, the, the, the,
2: the
0: the crowd main... went
3: nuts, they went nuts. And then they had, they were on my side for like the rest of the show, you know? So it was So really I have cool. a question, wonderful. you okay. went on stage just to go off stage because
0: Right? Or did you go on stage already in the red jacket?
3: I was already in I was in full yeah. I was in put full. It on. Oh so so Barry Belson had already done his or did he they already, Barry Belson? He I think he might have been like mid he, uh, no, no 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 oh, spiel. Shit. No 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 they held it. He did he did the spiel after he said the he said, Are you ready for this thing? And then he said, the four seasons. I think like he cut some of it, so we went right into it.
0: Oh, um, so, so everyone had already left the stage, come back on stage, and now you're on stage in a jacket. They, reali-
3: they realized that Bergen, Bergen could not continue. They're like, oh, he hurt himself, like he's gonna be fine. And they realized they were like, oh no, like it's- Oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh, no, no,
1: no, no.
3: Um, Yeah, and it was just- But the
1: just- lights did not go down, right? Like nope. so when, uh, when a hold happens, everything's- door.
3: I think normally like, yeah, like lights go up in the, in the house. They say like, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, I don't remember cause it's been so long and again, cause I'm old, um, no, what, no. How, how BJ did it. I don't know if there was a moment of saying something there might've been, it felt so fast. I was, I yeah. was rushed up there and then, you know Jeremy sort of was riffing on the Bob monologue and, I, <laughs> I, and then the music hit and they were all like looking at me and they, you could tell they were kind of like Okay, like this is gonna be, a, you know, they're all like looking at me, like, okay, you know, because you know his job, you know, because they're checking in. I'm like, all right, guys, here we are, do do do, you know, and I'm just kind of like looking at them, and it was just, oh, it was so wild. I think at the time, who was Frankie? Was it Rick? It, my first might have been Rick. Um, it, 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 if it so it was really early, right? Yeah, it was pretty Cause... early on that I I got to I got to do it.
1: The scene when, the Jersey contract scene, when he said, mm-hmm. like, we, we should do our own thing. Like how, how, what was your initial thought when you were reading that? It's like, oh shit, like should I be like like a sneakier Tommy? A sneakier it, Bob. Well, no, 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 no but like, like do, did you read it as Bob trying to be like Tommy? Oh, okay. By trying to take control.
3: I read it like mm-hmm. Bob was really, looking out for the best interest of the group and he's like we need to do this in order to protect what he's like I I know we have together so Mm -hmm. I never I never felt I never felt uh when reading it that Bob was ever sneaky or backstabbing Bob just knew what needed to be done in order to get to get things done
0: why didn't Um, why why do you think now we just want to we just want to always clarify that when we talk about Bob or Frankie or Tommy, we're talking about the, characters the character in the show. Yes, yes, yes yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah we, right. yeah, we, we just always clarify like, yeah. that. But why? Hmm. Yeah, I never,
3: he, I, I never got the, when I read it. I, I, and, and when I played it too, I didn't. I, I never played it like he, he was being sneaky. It was like very much so, like this is the best interest of the group. This is why we're gonna do this. When, when
0: or, Nikki, when Nikki yeah. says in Act Two, "What's Gava?" Why do you think he didn't know about it?
3: Then, then you know, <laughs> you know well, it's so
0: interesting. Like, it like, maybe, like, I feel like Bob would say, Oh, it never came up. What? It never came. But I mean, obviously that scene never happened. Like mm-hmm. you never see a scene where Nick asks like, and and, yeah. and, and Tommy just blows it off. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's uh, a Frankie, Frankie and Bob's partnership, you know? So it just, it just seems so strange why Nick never, and obviously it plays into his whole arc of, him not knowing anything of him always being in the back like i'm with them and you know oh bob hey finally got your attention hey bob so but i don't know bob or frankie i mean frankie all frankie also i mean this is turning into a whole nick thing but frankie always boasted how close he was with nick but just bob bob and frankie never told him about Mm -hmm.
2: gatha
3: that's a really good question i uh you would think he would have known that but i think because frankie and bob were so tight maybe he just they just didn't bring it up and or another maybe piece is they didn't want to tell Nick cause then Nick would tell Tommy.
1: Well, well back in the day, you know, it was all about loyalty. And like, for example, we were watching um, we were watching The Sopranos Sup- pilot last night. And oh man. So yeah. So we're, yeah, we're, 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 we're getting, we're getting, getting because
0: Many Saints of Newark trailer oh, the came
1: out
3: looks so good. Right? Oh, I looked, I watched that trailer. I was like, why am I not in this movie as some kind of uh, extra or somebody? No. It's so good. It looks so good.
0: Yeah. So now bit. we're binging it, and we're listening yeah, to yeah. the Talking Sopranos podcast. Also, Oh, yeah.
3: Um,
0: oh,
1: Extra yeah. dissect. But, but the so, but it, it's the whole Gary Cooper, the strong silent type. No, there was an, an in the mob at least, like the no one said anything. It was it was a code of silence.
0: The omerta.
1: Yeah. So it was probably the same thing with with the guys you know like but here's what's so
0: interesting when they're talking about it in the movie when when Frankie and Tommy Frankie and Bob are having that scene in the movie Tommy's overhearing the conversation Mm -hmm. but in the Mm -hmm. show right right toward the end of the scene right before oh what a night you see Bob you see Nick coming out onto the bridge right so that always made me confused like is Nick listening in? Does he know what's going on? And then he asks, like he still asks, "What's Gava?" I don't know, but that was just something so interesting. And I, I keep forgetting that I have that question.
3: I don't know. I have to. I'd have to refresh my, myself and see it again. Like I said, I want to and see the staging and see if I think that it was a purpose on purpose thing that like he's there mm-hmm. in order over here, or it's just staging and he's above. You know, they're they're going on. You know
0: it's it's family. it's just so interesting like yeah maybe
3: maybe yeah, of oh. the dynamic
1: of the entire show though honestly Absolutely. that would make that would totally make bob the pseudo bad guy yeah. Have you guys
3: have you guys ever asked either like a a, a, a nick or a bob about
0: i keep thing? fucking forgetting about that question <laughs> i've had i've had this question for months but i keep
3: forgetting you to never ask told it me. I don't know know. I've never like like I said I never I never thought Bob was being sneaky I just think it was one of those things that he just didn't you know I think
0: think there might be also I think there there might be also
1: right right
0: but so I I I always think about the relationship between a stepchild and a step parent like someone who's coming into a family Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like Tommy, I feel like Tommy never liked Bobby and Bobby never really liked Tommy, and one thought that one was invading or stepping in on the group, and one was trying to like they were like having like a, a an arm muscle a power that de- was definitely a power struggle
3: yeah, yeah absolutely I it was
0: definitely a power, i mean it, it it all ends up in smoke between Tommy and Bobby at the end um yeah I mean it, we're gonna buy you out i i i don't buy I, you don't buy me out I buy you out with what <laughs>
3: Yeah, and that's a great, it's a great moment for Bob. That's such a great moment for Bob. To be able to say it. he's been waiting to say that for so long. With what, Tommy? What are you gonna buy me out? With? But I, I feel like I feel you have like no he money might, left.
0: I feel like he might have had it locked and loaded, but at the same time, I feel like it also is something like, like I, I, I finally realize now that I can stand up to you because you're nothing more than some, some Stugatz who just borrowed a bunch of money. And yeah, now again, I, I don't understand. think,
3: I don't think there's any sort of animosity when he says it, he's like with what Tommy it's very sort of and if you play it that way what, should be played very just like what are you gonna buy me out with like not not like that's an exactly what Corey yeah, told, it just has to be also. very just like with what Tommy what are you gonna buy me out with.
1: Well it's just wild because like I mentioned earlier, you um like it seems like you'd be the perfect fit for Tommy but you went on for Bob Moore. Oh.
3: So- and you only went you only went on, <laughs> yeah. for,
0: you only went on for Tommy once.
1: Uh,
3: I did a bunch Something of, of rehearsals right? like, one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, one, the one Bob, I mean, the one Tommy moment?
1: Yeah. Um,
3: wow. I mean, it was so, it, it happened in a flash. It was one of those things I, di- I did not see coming because um, the stage manager was very, like, me pro-Bob. But, you know, I got the, I got the call. You're going on. Um, I went to the theater. All the guys knew that, like, my heart was, like, mm, I love were you, you, you were going on for Devin May? Who was I going on for That's a very good question. And again, I'm old. Wait, so this,
0: this was in 2008.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, it might've been, it I think it was
0: Kush. Been... Uh, might've Cush. been Kush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might've
3: been Cush. Jeremy, Cush. Jeremy, Cush- Jeremy, Jeremy Kushner. Jeremy Kushner, sorry. Cush- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the, the, the guys were great. They were um, very welcoming. They all did a little, they would all do like a little shot before they did the beginning of the show. It was fine. It was like a nip, but there was like, there, there were things they did and they welcomed me with open arms. And um, you know, when I got, when I got behind that fence and I'd been behind there once before, cause I was on for uh, Nick DeVito and Norm. Um, it was a, but then to be work Tommy, it was just a very and and, uh, and you're you're coming down stage with the snaps. It was just a very those surreal. those snaps that I,
0: I still can't. Yeah.
3: I, I've been trying to figure out how to do
0: those snaps for You months. can't do the snaps. No, you the
3: snaps. I I Hold just on.
0: learned I just learned how to yes, do the. Oh, here we wait, go. Here we go. Wait,
3: I don't know. I don't know if I have enough room where I am. And I remember, um, mm, uh, wait, <laughs> mm, uh yes i can't figure it out uh, it's a it's a style it's a style man you gotta like I rock into I
0: can't, it I, it took me years not years it took me like a year to figure out how to floss not like my teeth but you know that floss move
3: <laughs> yeah 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 so uh, also they're, they're, this is such a this is such a stylized thing because a lot oh, of guys, that that i a, do lot do of guy, a lot of guys want to do this it's not that yeah, yeah. no i i'm always doing this all the time like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm always doing that I'm always the fucking all, twist. It's all, it's all, in the, it's all in the style, baby. It's all in the style, <laughs> Can we
1: see your jacket
3: on there? Oh yes. Oh, she's wearing God, a yes. special jacket. I will show you. <laughs> I will show you. This, <laughs> oh, is, this is. Oh thank you. This is especially for my father who passed. I got this in Vegas.
2: Oh, wow. wow.
3: So it's a it's a Celtic cross that was on his ring. And so I got that, and then says father. I'm actually add probably my mom to this as well. Beautiful. Um, so this is there
1: it
0: this is that's who, so nice is
3: og jersey boys vegas cast you can't get this anywhere else it. love it right here baby this is it. Yes, and I love
1: that. that's wonderful
3: i'm actually i'm a little hot so i'm gonna take it off right now there you go <laughs> yeah all right so when i was in vegas um obviously i wanted to be you know tommy i wanted to be bob i wanted to be all these roles you know and I was given opportunities to audition for tours and this and that, and never happened. I ended up leaving the show early. Um, After a year and a half, I went and I did a a different, I did a regional production of Rent. Um, I got frustrated because I really wanted to audition for the Broadway show when they were looking for replacements for for bigger parts, Tommy and whoever other were basically Tommy, but whatever they were looking for. And I made a big mistake. And um, while I'm on this, uh, I like to, apologized for my indiscretion when I was younger and didn't realize um, the hurt and the effect it would cause, um, the ripple effect, because, you know, I, I, as much as I wanted it, I was not entitled to it. Yes, I covered the roles. Yes, I knew them, but I was never entitled. And I think there was a sense of entitlement and I never should have put it on uh, Facebook. So um, it was a huge mistake on my part. And I just, I thank my lucky stars that both, um, Dodgers and Terra Rubin casting. Um, I'm hoping Well, I know terrible casting forgave me because they got to give me Bronx Tail recently and thank them for that. Um, I'm hoping that Dodgers has forgiven me. Um, maybe they haven't, but it was a very silly move on my part. I never should have done it. And, um, if any young people are listening, um, in the business, don't do what I did. <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, it was, you know, I, I, and I, you're going to yell 10 years again, but I mean, it took me 10 years to get back in the good graces with a casting office. And, uh, I had to be very upfront about any agent I was meeting with and be like, listen, this happened. You're going to hear about me. You know, at the time I, 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 I lost my agent. I, you know, when I, when I did what I did, I lost my agent oh. immediately. Um, I I was blacklisted from German casting. I wasn't called in for anything they were doing. Um, but to their credit, that was the smart move. You know, this was Jersey boys, you know, who am I to speak my mind the way I did and sort of belittle something that I love so much is how I feel now about it. And I'm going to get emotional, but, um, it was a big mistake and, uh, I can talk in circles, but that's Mm -hmm. basically what I, basically what I wanted to say. So I hope whoever's listening you know, the powers that be, I know what I did was wrong. And um, I'm grown up now to say this to everyone involved that I just, I apologize wholeheartedly and for all the hurt I caused when I did what I did.
1: Well, yeah. let's raise the glass and i salute to us owning our mistakes because exactly. we all make mistakes. And I, I, I definitely Falu. like what, as, and young people, too, exactly. And, and for a lot of young people too, this is a huge, for all of us to know just to be careful with is what you put online discretion what exactly say. what yeah. you said
0: it's so important
1: right and, and you really we, do we you got to be careful right yeah and, and if anything just go directly to the source with any concerns that you have and yeah and it's absolutely to go directly to them
0: that's, but you know yeah, what so we'll, we'll tell you like yeah. everyone you know that we've talked to um you know we've mentioned your name or we've we talked to Ed, they, they all love you brother
1: like, oh
3: that's you, very man. nice that's very nice okay. thank you thank yeah. you yeah
1: and, and hey family is everything we all make mistakes
3: yeah, yeah you know like
1: that's 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 what it's for and so so how did it go with when with the box tail?
3: Oh, Bronx Tale was. Yeah. I mean, again, for me, Mary. You, little, tell,
0: you said that Mary was your champion. She is. She is my champion.
3: She is my champion because she was the one that brought me into the fold when they were still looking for roles, and the role they were trying to fill was Eddie Mush cover Lorenzo, which um, I saw you do in Miami. You saw me do Mush or Lorenzo? You saw me do Eddie Mush? Mush, right?
0: Mush, no, no, Mush. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw
3: Richard. Um, he, oh, he was so good. Um... I think it helped that I kind of look a little like Richard. <laughs> you do though. You do though. No, 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 no. He's 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 more handsome. But um, no, I, he he was great, and Mary was great, and they brought me in. And again, we, I will, I will say what happened. Um, I was highly considered. She's like, we're gonna talk. You know, the team is really interested in you, but they heard about what happened. We're gonna have to talk about it. So then, my hand to God. <laughs> um i had to get on the phone with jerry Zachs, the jerry oh, Zaks.
2: shit!
3: yes my heart is like in my throat and i had to be like listen what i did back in the day was a terrible mistake that will not happen again you know i because he, he wanted to make sure that i was on the up and up and i wasn't going to be a hothead and i wasn't going to do something stupid and to, i i understood it you know and in that moment i completely understood it and i had to you know and i said mary absolutely you know please give me his number i'll call him and uh thank god and thank my dad and whoever else was helping me in the moment um that they again took a chance on me and they gave me a a second chance and um, i got to do it it was a wonderful experience it also kind of came full circle because uh my father and i used to watch the movie and we used to quote it Mm -hmm. all the time so to then to sort of jump into this story that i love so much and watch from my father and then play lorenzo was kind of my dad i'm sure a lot of people say that but lorenzo's was basically my dad so i think it's kind of play my dad in a show when i got to go on was really uh was quite something you
0: know? and then yeah, you, you, you you told us that whenever you would go on richard would ask you how the show went
3: he uh is a class richard act. h blake for, for <laughs> <Yeah. audience. laughs> he, he he really is a class act i've understudied a lot of people and i'd say nine times out of ten they don't care how you did richard was always like how to go yeah, how you know, you know, how'd this go or how'd that go? And and he was always, you know, just really, just you know, it, it, the, it's a little thing, but it, but it, um, sorry, it means a lot. It means a lot to someone when someone checks in like that, you know, sure. and um, mm-hmm. takes that takes that time, because mm-hmm. you're wor- you're working hard to preserve what they bring to the table every night, you know, eight eight. Eight days or forever. How many nine shows a week I'm eight shows eight. a week? <laughs> eight shows a week. So when someone someone who you someone who you look someone who you look up to is like, how did it go playing my role? You know, I was like, you don't have to like he just, you know, he cared. It was nice and it's the little you know, things. just means a lot. The little
0: things. Absolutely. So Lex, can you can you tell us about your new show?
3: Yes. Uh, we my my girlfriend and I have created a show called Timeless. Um, it is, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, it's a little bit of a review, but it's from the 40s to the 60s. Uh, big, big band music in the first act. And second act, we do a lot of like 50, '60s rock and roll.
0: It's going to be amazing. There's going to be a horn. Hey, I think if things work out, we we'll talk about a saxophone.
3: Hey, <laughs> Mike Bacchus get the fucking
0: horn section, okay? Yes. I am theater is going to be a horn section. What a
3: band. Live band. There's definitely, definitely a live band. There will definitely be a live band, yes. Um, our, our, our musical director is wonderful, Brian P. Kennedy. He was our, um, my musical director for Bronxdale. He's doing the arrangements, he's playing. Um, we're in the process of finalizing who the, music, the musicians are as far as drums and bass and guitar, but there will be definitely a live band. Absolutely, absolutely. And because I wanted to do something uh, a little different because you go to see these shows a lot and it's most of the time, it's like kind of the same genre throughout the whole, the whole thing. And so we're doing something very different where we're kind of flipping the script second act and, and giving you and giving the audience a wide net of music. So it's just, so it's it's, it's, it's one night, but it's of a lot of different, a lot of different genres. So I'm excited about it. We're
1: yeah, and we'll be talking in between like kind of cabaret style.
3: Yeah, there'll be, there'll be yeah. some banter. There's a very personal moment where I talk about my father and what he introduced me to. I don't want to give it away in case people come see the show, but. The person that he introduced me to and that kind of is a catalyst for the music that I listened to um, throughout the beginning of my life and um, and then why I went the way I did with the rest of music to my grandfather and records he played for me and so there's a little bit of that sprinkled in there and of course some ribbing of each other you know she she gives me the business because i'm a little older than she is so um <laughs> so there's a there's some fun there's some fun banter again it's like it's like scripted but it's more like once we know what we're supposed to be saying it's going to be very loose and and more and right. off, off the top but there well, is kind th- of a script. beautiful
1: about your dad um, I, I lost my dad a few years ago so it I... When we we'll, we'll go see your show on July 29th at hey. the
3: Triad, triad
2: Theater.
3: am yeah, my I, my uh, my dad was he, he's passed now, and so is my mom. But my dad was a big, big uh, supporter, uh, very supportive of um, me wanting to be in this business. So is my mom. So kudos to, okay. to both of them. Well, salute to your parents. salute, I have water, but cheers.
1: 50
3: tears of water. They say it is, but I mean we just did. I think it's gonna be okay.
1: everything blessed. It's fine. Everything's stay blessed. <laughs> well,
3: I think
0: this is a great point to wrap up. This right. has been another amazing episode of Silhouettes JB Podcast. Thank you very much, Mike Backus. Thank, Thank you, you to my guys. wonderful co-producer, your queen. partner, my queen. Okay. <laughs> Everything. Thank you.
3: Here's thank you. your crown. And Asalu. <laughs> well, I Well, thank
1: you so
3: much. I had so much fun um, reminiscing with you guys, seriously. So so thank you and, and, and talking about you know, my journey and my career. Getting to know you guys. So this really, is I only the it. beginning
1: for
0: you. Yeah. One more final Asalu. Yes. A, salute.
3: a salute. Yes. The tracks yes. yes. <laughs>